0: Hello all and welcome to Aghast at the Past 1892. For those of you listening right now, my few but loyal listeners, from the bottom of my heart, the minutes and hours that you've spent this year, and hope that you have the most wonderful holiday season possible. So I wanted to give you a few final words about Aghast at the Past 1892. It's been far more of a, a working experiment than I ever imagined at the beginning of 2021, I had grand ambitions and high hopes for the show and the concept. I think it turned out great for the most part. It, it, it's a solid concept. But one of the aspects I found myself struggling with is the decision on what stories to report and what stories to ignore, the sheer magnitude of information, um, sorting through potentially hundreds of newspapers, um, what do I choose to use? was a question I always asked myself. And what am I missing? Um, I I did create a basic outline of the season at the beginning. It included um, the crimes and events that I definitely wanted to cover. But I didn't expect, honestly, to spend as much time as I did on the Tina Davis case, which I really enjoyed researching and presenting. But in my preoccupation with that case, I found myself missing out on other stories. And then I would kick myself for missing them. And in the process, I would completely frustrate myself. And then I found myself trying to play catch up, which defeated the whole concept of reporting on events as they were being reported on in quote unquote real time. Speaking of the Tina Davis case, I started the year with it, and the year should certainly end with it. James Trefethen's conviction was overturned by the Massachusetts Supreme Court. Based on the fact that testimony from the psychic who Tina visited uh, just before her death, it wasn't allowed to be heard in the trial. Tina had confided to her of her depression and told her she had been considering suicide. But a second trial uh, wouldn't start until September of 1893. But now we're going to jump ahead here when the second trial finally happened, new evidence put James Trefethen's guilt in doubt by some. His defense team called a Boston doctor, a very respectable Boston doctor, to the stand who had a bombshell revelation. And this doctor had not been a part of the first trial at all. He said on the stand that Tina had visited him with her secret, which was... The fact that she was pregnant. And she told the doctor that if he could not help her with her problem, she would kill herself. And he responded by saying that he could do nothing for her and advised that she keep the child. And she replied, and this is word for word uh, from the paper, that she would not have the child, that her father was dead, and she would not disgrace her widowed mother by having a child. Trefethen's lawyers also produced more witnesses that helped further establish an alibi for Trefethen, um, more relatives, basically. But the government's case was bolstered when two more women were brought forward, and they both testified that they saw Tina enter the mysterious carriage at about a quarter past seven the night of her death. And one of the women, her name was Miss Clara Dares, uh, not connected to Tina in any way, who not only said she saw Tina get into the to the carriage, the buggy, but would later identify that carriage that she'd seen Tina get into as Uh When police had her do like a, a carriage lineup, I guess. <laughs> Prosecutors also had their own medium to call to the stand in the second trial, uh, named Ms. Isabella Pierce, who testified that Trefethen came into her office on the day of Tina's disappearance and asked for her advice on what to do in reference to a matter which had gotten him into trouble. He went on to tell Ms. Pierce that a young girlfriend of his was in trouble, and as he was basically engaged to another woman, he could not marry her. And the medium said that she could do nothing for him. Uh, and interestingly, a week later, Trefethen's friend, the private detective Richardson, you might remember, kind of a suspicious character, uh, he came and questioned Ms. Isabella Pierce about Trefethen's earlier visit. So the family was very worried about her perception of their conversation. But the new witnesses uh, introduced by the government were not really any match for the the doctor's damning testimony. And on September 30th, 1893, the jury reached a verdict. This time, James Trefethen was found not guilty. Trefethen. Uh, The Boston Globe reported, when hearing the words, gasped for breath, and his lips worked as if in convulsion. He then sank into his chair, placed his head between his hands, and sobbed as though his heart would break. In the dramatic words of the newspaper. It was obvious to me, by the way, in going through the Boston Globe's coverage, in September of 93, that if they had had any question about Trefethen's innocence the year prior, they now completely believed he was not guilty. Um, And nothing was mentioned about Tina Davis's mother's reaction to the verdict. Thus ends the case of the mysterious death of Tina Davis. So as far as Aghast at the Past 1892, uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do here with this podcast yet. Um, I may scrub the episodes, I may take them, tweak them, and reintroduce them at a later date. Uh, In the meantime, Aghast at the Past 1892 will definitely just become plain old Aghast at the Past. (laughs) I plan on doing more single-subject, multiple-episode murder cases, like the Tina Davis case. So, stay subscribed uh, with more to follow. And I'm always reachable by email, by the way, at aghastatthepast at gmail.com if you have any comments or suggestions. Anyway, Happy New Year, and see you in some form or another in 2022.